You don't never get take two. The soul man. When the politicians keep politicking Before you turn to excessive drinking Spend some time collectively politicking During the show where I don't know, man I don't know, man I just I don't know, man Hello, all my little politinkerets. Oh, oh, no, wait, wait. What? A, I mean, Tinks. I mean, God. welcome to another episode of Politinkering. How sly. <laughs> you see what I did, guys? <laughs> With us, as always, across the table on the half round is Mr. Sean O'Brien. Hi, guys. You can't give yourself a. I can do anything I desire. Yeah. That's the problem with giving him his own buttons. At least he doesn't hit like three at a time like you used to do. That's true. You do I just do. swat them like <laughs> a cat. <laughs> yeah. It's more like a, it, if it's a cat, it's a tiger with an enormous paw. <laughs> a drunken tiger. And that drunken tiger is Mr. Sean Fabernet. <laughs> and in his fat finger way, he did hit two buttons. So good job. Yep. Okay, guys, I know we're cracking up, but we have a very serious topic today. Oh, yes, <laughs> we sir. have a very serious topic. So I want serious, you to sir? take me seriously. Rabble, <laughs> <laughs> rabble. Rabble, rabble, rabble. Speaking of rabble, rabble, what episode is that from in South Park? You guys remember? There are several yeah, of them. Yeah, that's, okay. that's a thing. You're right. What's the first one? I don't even know. Uh, Sean O'Brien, you know. Rabble, rabble, rabble. Um, I don't, I don't know. Well, I my, feel like it was yeah. season four. My guess is <laughs> I feel like that was Frosty versus Sano. No, like, that's I think, always you know been what? I think thing. it was they took our jobs. I think it might have um, been Goobax. Ooh. All right. Well, you know what my Goobax guess is, is like season be. four, isn't it? That's what I just said. Oh, sorry. I said I thought it was season four, okay. and then I said I think it was Goobax. Sorry, I don't listen to everything you say. <laughs> I well, really listen okay. to anything you say. Jesus the Christ, can I get the answer? <laughs> We're going down here. South Park. I thought you said you didn't have Wrong show, guys. Oh, We're crap. Going I down Jesus South Park. fucking Christ. Right. <laughs> it is a good song. <laughs> it's a great song. I love it. We should, you know what? Fuck that. We're we, fucking we're, listening no. to that song. Faster. Uh, all right, I'm cool with it. Faster. <laughs> We're going down on South Park, come on, let's make some time. We're going down on South Park, we'll leave you feeling fine. Strap on those headphones, we'll worm into your brain. Once our lips reveal those tips, you'll never be the same. We're going down on South Park, you'll moan until you whine. We're going down on South Park, this is our final rhyme. That was our final rhyme. Another wrong with a little cross promotion there. Check us out on goingdownonsouthpark.com. You can uh, catch up on the latest episodes. We are taking a little detour from the first season and jumping into current episodes. So join us, won't you? <laughs> That's our forecast voice. Yeah, it's forecast.com. I really hope that that wasn't inappropriate based on what our question is. What is that? It's slightly like inappropriate. Know. Okay, What's but he, the question? Well, my grandmother Fuck. died. Yeah, so. like, well, my, my grandmother did just die recently. The episode of South Park Sorry. that I was referring referring to oh, okay. where we say rabble 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 mm-hmm. is the civil war episode the oh, really? civil war reenactment episode where they need to get peppermint schnapps okay <laughs> oh that's so funny they have to say rabble 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 and, wow. and obviously cartman is mr general e lee himself. yes mr. that's right generally e. lee himself okay the car 
Yeah, the car. Uh, okay. with, the, with the appropriate yeah. flag on top. Yeah, yeah. Nikola yeah. Tesla? Whoa. <laughs> Where'd you go? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, you went. I, I was at least on top. You said car. Yeah. Fucking Duke's a hazard, now bitch. I'm just thinking direct General current, Lee. AC current. I'm still talking about things that make sense. You're All just right. out there throwing out non sequiturs. Daisy Dukes, yo. This always yeah. happens when I drive. Fucking hey. You guys throw me off the <laughs> rails. Travel. Right. So, <laughs> so, 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 so the rabble rousers, essentially? Like, we're talking about, like, rabbles, the rebels? Rebels, the Civil War. Because my question, gentlemen, is about... One, not only the historical topic of the Civil War, but a steel horse I ride. It's how it kind of relates today. Because my question is: Is the Civil War over? The American Civil War, that is. Yeah, man, it ended in like 1865, yeah. 63. No, Sean's 65. right. 65. Am I right? Sean five. 60, right. 65. Jesus fuck. Yeah. Started I guess I'm in right. 1861. Ended in 1865. Was probably the bloodiest affair for the Americans and any affair. So you said it um, ended in 65. 65. So I'm gonna go with yes. It's over. And episode over. Let's hit the Yeah. Well, I guess my, I have some more questions for you. Um, how do we view the Civil War today? And also, it was good. How do we view it in different places of our country? How do the Yankees view it? Some how people the, watch it on TV. How do the Southerners it? view it? <laughs> to how do they reenact it? Some watch it on their phone. Some watch the it on the computer. Why are people so obsessed with it? Why do, Why are there Civil War buffs? American history and people like to be strong. Yeah, we've only got about like 200 years of history here to celebrate. So we, we don't really have a whole lot to uh, to go back to. I mean, I guess it is an interesting <laughs> question. Okay, let's, I'll be serious for a second. I have no. more questions before oh, you get I'm to sorry. this one. Continue. <laughs> do you want me to do that one? Which one? I don't want to stop your train of thought. No, you do what no, you no, do, no, man. No, no, Okay. Finish up. Well, more I wanted to talk about. Your job is to not let us derail you. Well, yeah, I'm also so. So, like, when we take over the show, you like, you just kind of got to step up. And earlier, Paula Tinkering, I said a good moderator sometimes is very laissez faire. I feel like that's my policy. I'm like the substitute teacher who comes in and lets you guys do whatever you want. I feel like I'm very liberally. Like, I like you guys finger painting and stuff. You can do whatever you want. You learn to everything. As long as they're not breaking shit. I don't care about multiplication or division. Just finger paint. You're cool. You can do you. Okay. My point is also, I want to get back to what Civil War was actually fought over and what you guys really think. And also, I like the idea of how we view history, meaning how are we taught history. History. Sorry, excuse me. Sorry, Sean. Uh, Their story. Also, how are we taught specifically in the textbooks? What are what are we excluding? What are we including? Does read. that make a difference? Um, how do we view the generals and the, obviously the presidents of the Civil War? Why are they so lauded? Why do we have this hero worship for these guys? Is it just that they're American? Is it a member, Barry, if you will? Uh, <laughs> member the <meh>. Civil War. <laughs> I also remember when, racism. Remember when the people Jeez. had to slay? Well, ironically, I really do feel it's very similar because if you travel yeah, in the South, there's a lot of that stuff. I mean, yeah. we can talk about the monuments that they have to all these guys and the way they name their streets to their schools to John C. Calhoun Street, where that uh, horrible shooting occurred in mm. Charleston, South Carolina a little while ago. Anyways, I don't want to get sidetracked with that for a second, but I also want to introduce another idea where we can talk about the Confederate flag, because that's a whole issue into itself. We can maybe save that for later. And also, I wanted to maybe throw in the end any theoretical ideas you guys had. What the hell would happen if the South would have won? You know, what maybe you guys throw some funny little uh, predictions like we did in our time travel episode. <laughs> okay. Uh, Nobody has any idea, Joey. Well, <laughs> it's impossible to know. Who knows what time they have yeah. viewed this. Um, okay. It's an interesting question. Who the, knows when I'll post it. The, yeah. core of this is, <laughs> the core of this is very interesting. Um, 
is the Civil War over? I feel like that that has some larger implications to it as far as race relations, as far as um, the North versus the South, as far as Republican versus Democrat, as far as our ideologies in general. Um, Federalism versus states' rights. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, well, so let's just start with the first question. What, what was the Civil War fought over? Well, let me ask you guys, because I'm curious how you were taught in schools, because I, <laughs> I, I was taught one thing, obviously, and I learned a million different things. And so I kind of made up my own mind on this one, because I'm so overeducated, to be honest, in the Civil War. Okay. I've learned too much. So let me ask you, Sean Fa, what were you taught in, or when, did you learn about the Civil War in school? And what, what grade were you taught? Um, I feel like... It, uh, Finger painting. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> uh, talking like 10th grade, 9th no, grade? No, history was one of those things that was like uh, cyclical. So you, in at least yeah. in Illinois where we were, you'd kind of go back and forth between like world history and American history. And I feel like it's one of those things that was like constantly touched on, but like built every year till like we had a little bit more understanding and a little un more understanding. Like, you know, when you're really young, you just learn that it existed and we learned the dates or whatever. But then, you know, after a while you start to learn about the, the idea of slavery and, you know, uh, that I, I want to say the idea of slavery started to come in in like probably third or fourth grade. Uh, that's just kind of a guessing at my memories, but that's when I feel like I like that started to, to be coming part of the concept of the Civil War. And then I'd say it probably built from there, th uh, like sixth grade, junior high, high school. Um, it was always very, um, uh, it was states' rights versus federalism as kind of the precursor, but it was always very uh, slavery-centric, which as I've grown older, I've uh, started to uh, at least come under the impression that it wasn't as much about slavery as uh, people tend to uh, make you believe. Okay. Uh, Sean, well, I'll discuss kind of that states' rights versus slavery issue in a second. But Sean, Sean O'Brien, what do you— uh, Yeah, I mean, it's, I, 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 that's sort of how my, my recollection of history, no pun intended, yeah. as well, the, the, that we did sort of go back and forth, and it was kind of a, a cyclical building on top of each other and kind of spiral, an outward spiral, I guess, as far as what it was. But my recollection of slavery, I was trying to think as well when you said it. I, I guess, yeah, it might be kind of second or third grade. I remember my very first—or the only time I've ever acted before— was in third grade. We did a third grade play, which Were was... Were you Kunta Kinte? I was not. He was no. Martin Luther King. I was not. It was an adaptation of... No, like a fucking adaptation. <laughs> no. It was like a, it was a Frederick, uh, Frederick Douglass play, I think. Uh, um, fittingly called Old Master's Whip. <laughs> well, I guess fittingly, of course, being ironically said there. Um, for a bunch of Irish and white I, kids. I played Old Master. I played the title character who only had one line. <laughs> the line was, where are they? Where have they gone? I'll catch them. And when I do, they'll be real sorry. Oh, my That's God. I to say. And I remember I had like a, a when I like did the audition, I did a really good job. And like, you know, I kind of really made it intense. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'll get them. I'll, whatever. But but I remember when a friend of mine, you know, auditioned for it, so to speak. He did one that was kind of funny for me. And I just mimicked his, which was a, a worse performance, which was like, so mine was like, you know, I'll get, I'll catch them out. Or what was it? What did I say before? Not a clue, man. Like, Where are they? Where have they gone? I'll catch them. And when I do, they'll be real sorry. And his was like, where are they? Where have they gone? I'll catch them. And when I do, they'll be real sorry. Is the way he said it. And for some reason, I was like, that sounds like a fun way to say those lines. And I said it that way. Um, and 
that was my one star in the fame was playing a racist slave owner. This is my only time I've ever acted. <laughs> oh my God. Um, and so <laughs> hell yeah. of an IMDB. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that, that's my understanding of slavery is I where I believe it began, you're still in Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> Go figure. Right. Um, in any event, the, yeah, I, we were always taught it was about slavery. Um, it's interesting because you guys understand the trend now is the opposite, right? We understand this, or at least I understand it's less about it's less about slavery than we were made to believe. Um, at least I've I've heard that, but I'm not 100 percent. Slavery no, is just I like mean, an oversimplified. Well, I'll tell you what is well, sure that that I can. Understand. I'm not talking about realistic. We're going to have what I really understand and actually really believe in a second. But okay. I'm telling you, the trend in the teaching of history now is mm-hmm. to get rid of the slavery, especially in the South. Oh. And, and and start emphasizing almost completely states' rights. Gotcha. And in the and certain in the South, in the South, especially in this wow. Texas, in Texas, mm-hmm. it's very notorious for being very influential in the textbook industry. Yeah, uh, they print most right, of yeah. all the textbooks. So so weird. If they and si- the calculators. Yeah, true. Uh, that's true. They got all them instruments. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, good job. Sorry, it was a terrible joke. <laughs> yeah, that was solid. <laughs> Everyone has a Texas instrument calculator. You're very relatable. Uh, I try. So they are. I was old master once in a play. <laughs> <laughs> you may have seen him as <laughs> the old master. I still can't fucking get over that, man. It's. I wonder. It's, Obviously, it probably yeah, burned into me. your psyche, it's man. Terrifying. It's terrifying. I don't remember anything from third grade. It's terrifying. <laughs> I remember the costume too, and they had this little like fucking horse whip and shit. Jesus. It's, you know, it's you sort of sure? traumatic if you really consider it. <laughs> Are you sure you weren't in like a priest basement or like some sort of sex I'm dungeon or sure. something? No, like, it was a public school. Uh, <laughs> wow. Third grade. Okay. Yeah. But anyways, the textbooks <laughs> in Texas. Uh, uh, just, this is more a therapy session, guys, than like a philosophy show, just so well, we're on the same page. It, it's important because, you know, just as your modern impression of, you know, being a kid may being a slaveholder is actually kind of relevant to this discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do want to say that they are trying to get rid of this idea of slavery being a cause. Um, being a cause or being the only cause? A cause. So they just aren't Erasing mentioning it, slavery at all? Correct. Oh, okay. Wow. That's a little extreme as far as I understand. Of course it's extreme. Right on. It's extreme should be by anyone's standards, but that's the case. How did the Civil War begin? Well... Do you want me technically, or do you want me to go back farther? How far back? Because we can talk honestly. If people would say, "You've heard of the Hatfields and McCoys?" No, no. I'll, I'll say pe- I haven't actually. Oh, okay, well, no, I no. have, but I have no yeah, idea what that means. No. People, I know there's two different. A good, or, a nice way of putting this is a historian will say that this the Civil War started when we decided not to abolish slavery in, in the, the Constitution. Constitution. Okay, that's fair. Sure, that's our original sin. Okay. Uh, Shelby Foote says it's our second American revolution. Shelby Foote's the great famed Civil War historian. Mm. Uh, and he says it's a crossroads of our being, and it's a hell of a crossroads. Uh, and many historians view it differently, pun obviously. Intended. Yeah, pun intended. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I think so. Mm-hmm. He's a writer and all. Mm-hmm. I'm much more witty than I. Uh, Get it, cross, to bear. I'm, I'm, I'm right with you. That's good. I'm a poet, man. I'm, I'm, I got you. I got all four of the references there, actually. Jesus. There's only one. <laughs> no, there's not. Oh, anyway, whatever. You can dive <laughs> as deep as you want. No. Oh, no. Okay. Actually, it'd be very cool if you did later. Okay. <laughs> the point is, wow, what was I talking about? The, it's our original sense, our cross yes, to bear. it's our original sense. Our, I'm sorry. It's our cross to bear. And why? Well, I'm allowed to go off track a little bit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is your fault. Sure. 
Uh, Sean's p- waving his hand rolling. The point out. is, I would <laughs> say... He's just making sausage. Oh, sorry, that's me. We, you have to think about the time period and put it, think about the context. So where we're talking about is we're coming out of the 1850s in the Mexican War. Uh, I feel like I should be playing some Ken Burns music right now. <laughs> Shit, yeah. I really, a lot of this band. I gotta say, I really do fucking... A lot of my knowledge is based on seeing the Ken Burns documentary a million times. Well, it came out of the Mexican War. You need something auditorially appropriate. I guess, true. The Mexican War is the... Was the... That's racist, man. I know. I'm sorry. Can I move on, you children? Yes. <laughs> I don't know. Is can this you? Is this <laughs> you said you were the cool substitute, and we're just supposed to be your thing. Now you're going to fucking yell at us? It's still That's history class. That's what the cool class. substitute always does. They always say they're cool, <laughs> okay, and then guys, they turn on, on you. <laughs> let's like, focus let's for a little serious. bit. Let's get serious. Come on. I'm going to get in trouble. We're all going to get in trouble. <laughs> this is actually a great point. Um, t- I learned this very early on when I was a camp counselor and a social like, substitute teacher. so much coffee tonight, and it's midnight, and we're talking about the Civil War. You have to start strict and then get lenient. You can't oh God, be yeah. lenient and then start being strict. No, the kids will never listen to you. Oh, yeah, for sure. This is what's happening right now. That's why I always yeah. pick the biggest kid and I kick the shit out of him when I first start teaching. Yeah, oh totally. Oh, my God. Where do you teach? Shawshank Redemption? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not the Redemption. I called the through eight miles of shit tunneled. Why were you doing Morgan Freeman's voice in that? Really? Yeah. You said I, yeah. yeah. It's supposed to be Andy Dufresne crawled through eight miles of shit I can only imagine. What? He had to get out, too. All right, anyway. Okay, idiots. Um, (laughs) The point is this. The Mexican War was not only a training ground for all of our future generals of the Civil War, but it set the stage because what happened is we pretty much got a shitload of land. We got California, Arizona, New Mexico, a lot of those areas, Kansas. Thanks to James K. Polk. Thanks to James K. Polk, the George W. Bush of the 19th century. He seized the whole Southwest from Mexico. He's uh, the king of manifest destiny, the man Indeed. who thinks that uh, we can fake wars with Mexico in order to steal land. But everyone thinks he's the 10th best president in the world. Yeah, history is sometimes stupid. Okay, that uh, you can Whoa. see where my... Uh... <laughs> he, he's got a song, man. He's cool. Yeah, I should tell you guys what, how I polka? really feel. No, uh, they might be giants. That <laughs> was the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> it was pretty good. It was a little bit good. I, I, liked it. I liked it a lot. I didn't even connect the pun. I went right to Weird Al, and I'm like, no, it's They Might Be Giants, close to Weird Al. But, and then, you know, That's I, yeah. why I, yeah. I know. I really want to hear God. a Weird Al version now of a James K. Polka. That's what I want. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. So do I, actually. Great. James K. Polka. And he would like paint him in a horrible light. Like, I could write some of the lyrics. Weird Al, if you're listening. Yeah, I don't think he's covered any of them. Tweet me giants. at Joe Bonnier. I also do not think he's listening. <laughs> that's at J O E B O N I E R. Okay, thanks, guys. Continue. Uh, anyways, the so we had a lot of land, and we had to decide whether slavery was going to be in those states or not, in those territories, whatever. For instance, Kansas. Kansas was known as Bleeding Kansas at the time because they basically just started fighting over it. Missouri, too. A lot of these western states, we just started kind of coming into our union. The other Mexican kind of states that there, they were still territories, California territory, for instance. Anyways, so— at the time, we had James Buchanan in about 1860 as our president, and shit was going crazy. We were fighting over slavery in all these different states, and then we had a presidential election. When you say we were fighting over slavery in all these different states, what does that mean? I mean, literally, different counties were fighting, like killing each other over the right of whether this state should abolish slavery or not. Because what happened was, I believe it was called the Missouri Agreement, I think it was 1854, uh, the 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 established contract was a new state that came into the union was allowed to decide their 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 slavery or pro slavery. Okay, which is a big crazy deal that basically led to chaos in Kansas and other states. Anyways, enter. 
the election of 1860. Well, hold on. These Sorry. are like uh, these little... Um, the election of 1860. We'll get there. Uh, we're, we're pretty much in 1850 right now. Okay. These little areas, when they start breaking out into fighting, are we talking about um, actual like military forces? Or are we talking about a bunch of dudes going over and burning right, down yeah. someone else's farm? Uh, a little bit in between. Little, okay. Uh, ca- ca- yeah. So, about, so militia. Militia. So mini but, militia. But everything kind of then in terrorism. Sure. One man's terrorist is another yeah. man's freedom fighter. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. And in fact, what another is what is called the I, the meteor is, and this is another part. Sorry, from the Kenburg documentary, the but maybe <laughs> supposedly the meteor of the Civil War, John Brown. John Brown was known as the forebearer of the Civil War, the foreshadow, whatever you want to call him, the godfather. He mm. led a lot of slave revolts, especially a huge one in Harper's Ferry, Virginia, where he basically led, I think it was like 12 or 15 uh, former slaves in revolt and to try to kind of capture a bunch of, um, of weapons from a, a weapons supply depot from the army and then eventually walk, go through Virginia freeing a bunch of slaves with these weapons and then creating an army. Now, unbeknownst to him, General Lee, General, oh, I'm sorry, not at the time, maybe Major Robert E. Lee and Jeb Stewart. And, major, Major. Yeah, he was not a general at the time, was in command at Harper's Ferry and was actually in command of those about 100 men that surrounded the weapon station and John Brown and decided to send them in, maybe about 12 men, and they killed them all. And John Brown was known as maybe the biggest martyr in the history of abolitionism, which was hmm. the growing feeling in the North that had their own newspaper. That Where had, did this happen? I'm sorry. Harper's Ferry, Virginia. It's like Virginia. Okay, got it. Maybe the northern tip of Virginia oh. is right on the border of Maryland. Harper's Ferry is the name of the town. Yes. I always thought it was literally a ferry. They probably, you know, have crossing there. It's a it's a crossing of the river there. Oh, okay. Like I I, I just imagined, by the way, a little woodland pixie creature <laughs> named Harper. It's actually that, that, that's maybe. How late it is I right got to be honest. Me. I've been there. It's maybe one of the most beautiful places in the world. I'm going to show you. a picture. Was there or was there not a boat involved in this skirmish? No boat. Okay. Sorry. So Har- Harper's Ferry, Virginia is a place. And then, okay. Yeah. It's just a very pretty place. You can kind of see it's oh, very, is, this is good radio. Yeah, always. <laughs> well, you can describe nice... it. Use your words, poet. There's a... <laughs> 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 we have, we have a forked bridge branching off into a, a, a luscious island green surrounded on either side by dank marshes. And you can imagine and it John does not Brown look beautiful. It actually looks hot as a motherfucker. You can actually and I can, see I can the weapons the, depot I can right smell there. the musk and I can see the mosquitoes off of mm. an imperturbable brick-faced Home Depot looking building. <laughs> that's Home Depot. I'm just weapons kidding around. said Weapons Depot. Just, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Oh, I'm sorry. That's the Supply Depot, the smaller building right there, the old school one. That was good though, right? In- imperturbable brick face. Of course it's good. Instead of dissing yourself, you were good. If you were, I, the, stole, the, I, I stole that building. last part out of, uh, where the fuck did I steal that from? Where's that? No one knows. Don't Everything tell us that. Everything is stolen. Enough. There are no new ideas. All right. Take it easy there, nihilistic storyteller. Oh, yeah. Continue. Okay. Anyway, John Brown, the meteor. Anyway, biggest martyr, uh, set off the craziness in the South and the North. Basically, it made the state of Virginia go crazy to want to establish their own army and militia. And who do they want to be the general of that militia? Take a guess. Robert E. Lee. General Robert E. Lee. The greatest general at the time, probably the number one draft pick, if you will. Mm. I will not. The Michael Jordan of the time, the Tiger Woods of the U.S. Army. Basically, both sides wanted them. They knew that a civil war was kind of coming, and they were saying, who's got Robert E. Lee? This is all all happening before they are declaring um, uh, secession? It's about 
Concurrently. It's, no, okay. this is, okay, sorry. Harper's Ferry was a few months before. We're talking about 1860, so. Okay. Um, and secession. Wow, so right before. Secession's, well, we have also, we have, now we have the election. Oh, is secession 61 then? 61. Is that the, okay. April 61 was right Fort on. Sumter. Hmm. And that was the first shots, but we're getting a little bit of ahead of ourselves because we still have the Wait, election the, of 1860. Okay. We'll get there. But the first shots and secession are the same thing? Slightly different. Secession okay. means you actually, they right, voted, right. They, the state Congress voted to leave. But at the same time, the same day? same Slightly. Was there, there South within, Carolina was first? South Carolina was first, and they okay. kind of, okay. was, you know, like bowling pins afterwards. Yeah, yeah, kind yeah of totally. Thing. Um, yeah, and I think Virginia was one of the last, actually, hmm. uh, which is a big deal because that's the capital. So kind of crazy. Uh, anyways. The we're, capital of the Confederacy? Capital of the Confederacy. Uh, anyways, so we're, at, we're pretty much in the fall of 1860. Okay. And guess who's running for president, guys? Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, that's a pretty damn good guess. Good job. You paid attention, history class. Sean O'Brien, 10 points. <laughs> yes. He just looked at the uh -huh. penny. He cheated. But more importantly- How he, many points do you have, Sean? Eight. More well, I have 10, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, ironically, at the time- How did you get eight points? Where did that come from? Wait, you can't just uh, give yourself points. Yeah, I do what I want. Fair enough. Teacher? I give out the points here, guys. <laughs> Listen to me. Yeah, so 10 nothing. So, the most important thing that was going on actually at the time was the debates, ironically. Lincoln Douglas. The Lincoln Douglas debates, right? Oh. And who came How many out points do we get for that? That's, that's pretty you good. You already said Lincoln. What's, the, what's Douglas's first name? Michael. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. Patrick? Stephen. Uh, Stephen Douglas? Yes. Okay, yeah. and basically. Well, would you know, guys, know the big deal in that debate? What was the big argument? What was Lincoln arguing for? Um, the immorality of slavery. Yeah, exactly. Okay. He was kind of arguing for abolition. And he was arguing for the soul of the Republican Party, the mm -hmm. newly formed Republican Party. He's the first Republican candidate of all time. Mm -hmm. And crazily enough, they obviously, they started as the Northern Party, kind of, you know, the party of the Northeastern country. Mm -hmm. uh, sorry, counties. The Republic. States, the Republic. So, Okay. Lincoln is elected, uh, very narrow, somewhat you. narrowly. <laughs> Does very well. He's young. He's brash. He's kind of like the Obama of his time, if you will. It's not Poor my Obama. president. <laughs> and a lot of people said that. In fact, <laughs> that's exactly what happened. I like the roles we've established, by the way. I get to be the North. This is awesome. <laughs> I'm imagining you're pretty much South Carolina. <laughs> I'm curmudgeonly, whoever Burn that is. <laughs> and you're New York and New Jersey. Which hey, I, take it easy. That's pretty everything's well. Everything's going to be okay. When did New York or New Jersey ever say, hey, take it easy? Wow, what are you talking about? <laughs> about it. Collectively, about it. State, that's all they ever say. <laughs> take it easy. More of a fuck you. But, that's uh, the same thing. That's the same thing. <laughs> New Jersey people who move out to California say, take it easy. Yeah, I think, yeah, I'll like buy that. that. <laughs> Fair enough. All and right, continue. I'm sorry. So, well, uh, Lincoln Douglas debates the soul of the Republic. The soul of the Republic, Lincoln kicks ass. Uh, it becomes popular because, you know, it's tough to become popular in these times. There's no real internet, I guess. No, Twitter didn't exist, guys. <laughs> really? I, I don't know if you know that. No cell phones. <laughs> I hope people do that. They had the beepy beeps, though, didn't they? The Morse code. Yep. The telegraph. The beepy beeps. <laughs> the Morse code. I definitely no, they didn't. We had to show them. <laughs> you think you'd be good at Morse code, Sean, or you'd be dyslexic? No, no, I can't fucking do that. No? Okay. Yeah. Maybe, if you huh. Maybe if you trained in it. It's only, you know, beeps and boops. Uh, yeah, no, it's just the idea of like reading that fast. <laughs> so it's just translating the reading into something else, which uh, is adding another step, essentially. Oh, I got it. Okay. Oh, that's probably true. Okay. Well, at least I tried for ham radio. You would be a, you wouldn't be a telegraph guy at the time. You would be like a, you know, a drummer boy. <laughs> In the rear with the gear. Yeah. Continue. 
Good job, my boy. Okay. So uh, we're January. Lincoln is inaugurated and states are pissed off. Mm. Pretty much every red state, if you will, the Confederacy in the southeastern United States is not happy. And for a couple of reasons, uh, Lincoln is threatening to abolish slavery in many ways and also threaten to change their way of life. How does he have the, first of all, authority? And second of all, how can he... How can he abolish slavery? He doesn't, and because he wants to. Kind of. Okay. <laughs> he doesn't quite have the authority, at least at the time, or they didn't think he did, because he would have to propose a constitutional amendment, and that's up to the states, the right. to ratify, okay. as we've seen. Which, actually, if you've seen the movie Lincoln, they'd get passed. I have not seen the movie Lincoln. see the movie Lincoln? No. Jesus Christ. It ends with, like, a 20-minute lens flare. It's really fucking annoying. J.J. Abrams? No, that's just Spielberg. What's that? Spielberg does a lens flare at the end? Oh, yeah. They're, they're like riding in the fucking uh, cherry. Yeah, uh, the if you've not seen Warhorse, that whole uh, fucking movie like, is one lens flare. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I have not seen Warhorse, thank God. <laughs> I haven't either, to be honest with you. Speaking of Warhorses, over a million horses died in the Civil War. Poor horses. <laughs> I'm just trying to pour a little wine here for the horses. Okay. Damn. You know, I think you pour out you pour out a forty. You don't nobody pours yeah. out wine. The horses like forties. Oh yeah. But when you Most when you pour one like for your homies, really yeah, you should be like give, like pouring out like a carrot or an apple. What do they like? Uh, hey. <laughs> 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 wow. And we've reached rock bottom. <laughs> okay. Where that were we? Eighteen sixty one. So Fort Sumter, April. South Carolina has. Well, wait, wait, wait. So, so he, he proposed the constitutional amendment, right? No, to he abolish not, slavery. He not proposed how, anything. Okay, so, yeah. so, how did he abolish slavery? He did not abolish slavery. Okay. This was all a big fear in the fear of the, the South. The South. They okay. just viewed the election of Lincoln as not the, their president. The and, same way Hillary's going to get rid of guns. Yeah, kind of. Not so, really. an illogical argument, basically. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was an illogical fear that they thought their rights were being impeded. Okay. Um, and there was not just that. There was, um, I guess there were some economic bills that they theoretically were getting upset about, uh, cotton and stuff like that, taxes and such that they were getting upset about. Ironically- Why were they taxing cotton? I don't believe they were actually- everything. I think there was cap tariffs- Why were they on, especially taxing <laughs> cotton? I forget if there was an issue here. And I, I apologize if I get this wrong. I think there were tariffs on cotton that were making it difficult for exporting to the UK and such for the South. Okay. I don't know if that's correct. Come back, come back next episode for a correction from yeah. you. Yeah. Nobody cares about it. <laughs> if you care about the cotton industry yeah. in 1861, then Joey will help you out. It was, in fact, South Africa that they were not trying to keep the cotton from. Okay. Anyway, so let's get to the good stuff. Can we move on? Please. Go on. The first shots. They okay. were fired in April. And the shot heard around the world. Shot heard around the world. It was the start of the revolution. Oh, my God. I'm, totally I, different I shot. His yeah, name. I, I should. Oh, uh, Edmund Ruffin. The man who shared the, fired the first shot. In the Civil War. In the damn. Civil War. He, fi he fired- McGuffin? Edmund Ruffin. Mm -hmm. uh, he was an old school, racist, horrible man who- Oh, he's from Confederacy. Yeah, they fired the first shot. Oh, okay. Yes, they did. Just because he's racist, you automatically oh, assume he's Confederate? You know, let me tell you the story. Yes, Fort, Fort Sumter's kind of cool. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's an island off the coast of Charleston, South Carolina, and- um, it was in control by a guy named Robert Anderson and his former uh, protege, PGT Beauregard, Pierre Gustave Toutain Beauregard, <laughs> one of the most famous generals in the Civil War. I love his name. That's why I memorized it. Uh, was his <laughs> protege. And he was in command of the artillery that was aimed right at Robert Anderson in Fort Sumter. Robert Anderson was the general in the U.S. Army. Beauregard was the general in the Confederacy. Best friends, proteges fighting off against each other. Beauregard gave the order to Edmund Ruffin to fire the first shot, and no one was really killed but the 
walls were bar- were killed, were like you know destroyed so much that basically the uh, American flag was pulled down, signifying a surrender. And this was seen as a huge victory in the South, and everyone went absolutely bonkers. And this was like the rebellion has started. It ignited, erupted flames all over. People rang the bells Dang. in every town in the South. This was the biggest deal ever. And it started this domino effect of all of these states getting this furor of, you know what? If South Carolina can do it, maybe we can do it. And now Dixie's rolling. And now the country is divided. And guess what's going to happen? Well, we need to defend ourselves. We need to start making an army for this new formed country. Let's start electing a president. Let's make a capital. Let's do all the things that a country would do. And now the Confederacy is starting to So they just had their own revolution, essentially. That's the way they viewed it. They all thought they were patriots in the second revolution. Jeff Davis! And Jeff Davis was their George Washington. For what well, reason? Or what, what was there? I mean, so our, as far as I understand, our American Revolution, right? And of course, this is through the lens of you know my my own admitted American Yankee bullshit, right? My yeah. own admitted American bullshit. Um, war and Northern aggression. Yeah. So we 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 you know we, no, I no, 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 talk no, no, no. I'm talking about the, the start of the the American Revolution. Yeah. You know, so we we rebelled against. Uh, essentially a, a, a king who had no kind of rightful, you know, you know, taxation without representation, essentially, right? They, who, how, who are we to be under the rule of this king who has no say in our affairs, right? Mm-hmm. So what was the, what was the sort of principle behind the, 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 the South revolution against, against, uh, you know, the North? Secession. Yeah, um, less of a federal yeah. Control of government. Autonomy. They wanted to be able to control their way of life and what they increasingly viewed as so the North state was impeding to have its on own. their way of life. Well, in the Confederacy, they all thought they all thought similarly, but they, it was, ironically, they all fought. I mean, states' rights was such a crazy idea back then that Georgia had crazy fights with Mississippi, had right. fights with Florida, had fights with Alabama. Even though they were Confederacy, they mm-hmm. were bickering so, between each other. So but, I, let's just go off on a quick, you know, tangent as far as the, you know, uh, a, a future timeline. Is it possible that in the future, if the South had won, quote unquote, the South, that it could have been, you know, fifty countries rather than fifty states? Essentially, it would have been nation states. Well, not 50. It would have been like 14, but yeah. Yeah. No, I know, but I, that's why I'm saying the future, future. Well, theoretically, well, I, I get anything. Like, well, there's that, a million things. Isn't that, the South winning basically them being left alone? Like the North winning is making the South yeah. part of the North. Here's the, the South thing. winning is- The South, is, there's many theories. Oh, of, let us be ourselves. I'll tell, yeah. you, I'll tell, you, okay. I'll tell yeah. you what I think. And there's a couple of books about this, by the way, that are really good. There's a million- oh, that's interesting. There's like okay. fan fiction, a million fan fictions about the Civil War. That's like yeah, the, the Confederate thing. States of America. Totally. Um, mm. So theory, theory is the Confederacy would probably have to expand southwards. Okay. And they could have because they would have had the second most advanced army in the world. Oh, I thought yeah. there's like a wall between Mexico and America. <laughs> exactly. Right. So They're going to build it though and it's going to be huge and beautiful. They would have- theoretically taken over imperially Mexico and the South Americas, um, theoretically. Ar- and created arguably, their, they could have been in a better place now. And they would have had the industry and the agriculture of that time. Now, in the point of a, a better now, plan. obviously, lack of foresight. Um, I mean, it's, it's arguable that slavery would have disappeared regardless. So Exactly. Uh, and this is the point here. Their economy would have collapsed probably on itself. Not only that, but also the idea of agriculture as a backbone of your society was a fucking stupid notion. Mm-hmm. This was 1860s. Guess who what's coming? Engines, uh, machinery, the industrial revolution. We don't need fucking slaves and cotton anymore. We need manufacturing. We need steel. We need Wage iron. Wage slavery is cheaper anyway. I mean, slavery, I'm sure, would be cheaper. I'm Whatever. But the point is that that's not what they were. They would have always been second banana to the north and they would have eventually collapsed anyway. Second banana? 
No yeah. Banana Republic, at least. Yeah, is that not a thing? I, that's a thing? You've never heard Second Banana? Yeah, that's second definitely. Fiddle I've ever no, heard Second Banana is a thing. I'm not. Okay. He's okay. Wow. What does that mean? I vouch for him. I second it. The second? Why banana? The silver medalist. Who the fuck knows? It's a thing. Well, it might be a thing. Okay, anyway. Do you want me to look up the etymology? We're, we're, we're going to curtail okay. for a fucking colloquialism? <laughs> no, no, it's okay. So it's it's, a, it's a phrase. The second most important person in organizational activity. Cool. Okay. So the second banana, which yeah. makes no fucking sense. But sure. Okay, go ahead. Go for it. It Sorry. makes perfect sense, you idiot. I, I'm the only... How, it's not, how does it make sense? You just said you don't know why we call it a banana. Well, I don't... I'm just so no, it makes no sense. The fuck out of here. It's the equivalent of saying like second coffee cup or second microphone. But this is something it's, everyone it, it has is been saying. Second microphone makes, makes way more sense than second banana. Yeah, and if people had been saying second microphone for the last hundred fucking years, we'd be okay with okay. it. Bananas no, come when in a you bunch. You can get the second <laughs> microphone, right? That has that that kind of presupposes like well, the second. I, we realize in it's stupid, but also so realize what do you mean? Those, I mean so good. It's, it's a thing. I didn't say it's not a thing. I wanted to do what it was. <laughs> Sorry, teacher. Joey's so <laughs> defeated. <laughs> but come on, second banana. Like, it's really, stupid, it's but so everyone stupid. fucking says it. I've never heard it before. You can't fault me for not we hearing it. We can absolutely oh, yeah. fault you. How can you fault me for it's not hearing it? I'm not sure. You, you, know, you several did, many things are saying. You, sh- you, you read books. You, you're so yeah, worldly. Yeah, not books where fucking second banana is a phrase. Well, you should read stupider books. Yeah, read Archie comics. It's probably exactly. not even Gravity's Rainbow, which is all about fucking bananas. It's not even it's there. Not I've Gravity's, read Gravity's Rainbow. Rainbow. If Thomas Pynchon didn't write, I don't know it. Well, it probably isn't that big of a thing. Well, what's that? Right. It's probably in there anyway, actually, as a joke, and I just didn't get the joke. Yeah. You know why? Because it doesn't make any fucking sense. Second banana. There's like four bananas in there. So what difference does it make? Second banana. Okay. Whenever you grab a bushel of bananas, there's like eight bananas. So So the second one is what? Worse? How do you know it's not better? Go ahead. You pick. Okay. Do I really want to do? No. No. I don't want to do this. No. I'm just dangling the Do bait. not engage. <laughs> dangling you the pick bait. the bananas <laughs> one, the best first, okay? The first comes first, the second comes second. Okay, never mind. I'm going to shut first up. First is the worst, second is the best, third is the one with the hairy chest. Got to move on. <laughs> All right, this is distracting. Okay, so session. Anyways, the Southern Confederacy, guys, who is the... Jefferson Davis. <laughs> How do I go back to teaching? Stop. Thank you. Good bonus points. <laughs> I can't stop. <laughs> Oh my God! The so, point. It, but it was about slavery. Okay. Okay. Second banana. Thank you. That, that... <laughs> Sorry. Wow. At least the slavery thing is letting me be a little more serious. Thank you for putting me there. Okay. Sure. In fact, I wanted to say destruction. Famous. Everyone dies. All right. There's Death. a big. The, the slavery was the elephant in the room. Everyone understood that this was the reason, but just no one wanted to quite say it because. Huh, it's not really that nice to say. It's not a popular thing to say. And also, it's not really popular if you're trying to build an army. And both, you mean from the South's perspective, both, it's not popular to say. Both. Okay. There is a lot of racism still in the North and a lot of white guys in the North that still did not want to fight and put their lives on the line for a for black slaves. person. Yeah. Okay. For slaves. They thought they were fighting. And even and you heard in, in a Sullivan Blue letter, I just read, I played them a letter from a, a soldier earlier. He was not, he was saying he was fighting for the Republic. They all on and even Lincoln originally thought and originally was saying and selling this to the soldiers because yeah. he had a draft was saying you need to fight for the the future of this country of the United States and that's what sold them on it. That's what they were fighting for. The for the country to be strong. If we he needed tried to everyone. sell that you were fighting for another man's right to be free, you know what? Maybe they wouldn't have signed up. Maybe they would have revolted too. And he didn't. He couldn't. He couldn't. 
he couldn't, there was border states. Remember, there are states like Maryland. There are states like Kentucky that could have gone either way. Mm-hmm. He, he's like, he's in control. This is his second month of being in charge and half his country bows out. Half free country, bam, gone. Does he run a risk losing another state? No, are you kidding me? He's freaking the fuck out. So he's doing everything he can to keep this within reason, to keep this under control so he can theoretically still keep this thing afloat. And he's freaking out. Like he is maybe the most depressed, the most crazy a president probably has ever been. I would guess. Mm-hmm. Which is insane to think about that. The, the, he's our most lauded president and he might've been the most crazy, the most literally out of his mind at any moment. Well, his wife was uh, recognizably crazy, right? Like she was- True, although that was also after their son was, was killed. Or oh, really? Died. She wasn't always crazy? That she was wasn't causal? as always as crazy. She lost like three sons and, and, and one of her youngest one in the White House, Tad, mm. And that set her off. And also, gotcha. obviously, her husband being shot right in front of her might have done something to her, too. Oh, I thought she was crazy before that, though. Slightly. But again, you know, crazy's crazy, and then you can go off the deep end. Yeah, yeah, totally. Can be, you can be a tinge of crazy. And then mm. It's a sliding scale. Yeah, you can be like a three or a ten. <laughs> Crazy, you speaking, crazy does. speaking of crazy, okay. Uh, so remember, what's the first big battle of the uh, Civil War? Sean O'Brien. Manassas. Wow, good job. Okay, so the, <laughs> the Battle of Manassas. He's absolutely right. We're known as the Battle of Bull Run in the Manassas. North. Manassas. It's the Battle. Battle of Manassas in the <laughs> South. Oh. Bull Run in the North. Bull, yeah, Manassas is totally foreign to me. Oh yeah, it's the same. It's the same battle. Though. Bull Run. In, in the yeah. South, they call it Manassas, and in the North, well, we we say Battle of Bull Run. Well, right. the first Battle of Bull Run. I think. First, exactly. Wow. Holy mm. shit. How do you know all this? I'm smart. Is this, is this all, was this all from high school? Second banana. <laughs> Second banana proves you're not smart. Okay. Or worldly. Whatever. Whatever yeah, you want. Yeah, it's different. Yeah. Anyway. smart. So, a fact that you knew- If it made sense, it'd be fine. The first battle of Manassas, yep. if you will. Sure. Uh, famous for being the most chaotic and stupid battle of all time. It, Stonewall! No, not a stupid battle of all time. But yes. Wow. Stop knowing all this stuff. Sorry. What, what, what were you referencing there? Stonewall? Yeah. What do you mean? Like the Mexico border. Come on, stop playing. Stonewall Jackson. Who is he? He was a general on the what Confederate you know side. Uh, he was he was lauded for his uh, def- defensiveness and and gen- I mean that's why they called him Stonewall. Essentially, you could not you know break his. Interesting fact. I think no, I could be no, wrong. No, you are absolutely right. And oh, okay. that, that's why they call him a Stonewall here because theoretically his one brigade was holding up when the other brigades were retreating. Although there's some controversy there, people might have argue that but he's actually maybe the most offensive minded general of all time interesting he, his strategy was to charge and then keep him on the run keep him on the run and you keep him running and that's how you kill him and that way a smaller force can destroy a larger force by keeping them constantly mm. rioting and on the run got it and he was he was amazing he was would one, they have won if he didn't die Possibly he might, they might have won Gettysburg, which theoretically was the turning point in the war, which theoretically might have changed the war. That's, again, all speculation. (laughs) Uh, Maybe one of the true geniuses of the war, although absolutely eccentric and crazy. I don't know if you guys know all this crazy stuff about him. He used to hold a lemon, supposedly, and suck on lemons. He would hold his left hand above him during battle. He would, he hated- Was the lemon so he doesn't get scurvy? Yeah, kind of, although he liked the taste. He liked the taste of it, too. He refused to do, he didn't like doing battle on Sundays because he was the Sabbath. He was a strict- uh, evangelical Christian. Um, but so, in, in other words, he never ate the second banana. What? Why are we going there? I'm just going to go there. It's Jesus fine. <laughs> Joey's face is wonderful right now, by the way. He's Ironically, just he, he, loves, he just ate a lemon. <laughs> okay. uh, a true genius, but also a true crazy and maybe slightly racist as well. But 
Uh, I want to move on from that because I want to talk about the. Wasn't this, everyone racist? Yeah, I was genuinely just going to ask the exact same question. Mm-hmm. I mean, is it not is it not arguable that everybody in the South um, for the the fights that they were it's a kind good of point. posing? I, in fact, you know what? Maybe I'll revise that and say, considering his time and in, in place, he didn't own slaves because he wasn't very wealthy. Um, uh, so he wasn't quite as racist as theoretically you could even argue a Robert E. Lee who owned slaves. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Uh, it's also right. not it's, like you get merit badges contract. for that shit, so it's not like you can but the really thing is, rank. You, <laughs> you can't argue you're a general in the in the army that's going on to lead to defend slavery at, at all costs. So it's tough to argue that. Um, but, but, I mean, is slavery inherently racism? Slavery as an idea? Well, in this sense, yes. Uh, okay. American slavery was race based, I mean, but okay. slavery uh, as a American. concept I mean, is not it, necessarily it's racial. Ge- sure, not, okay, not. I just wanted to clarify not, that. Not by a, definition, right. but we can assume in a philosophical sense. It's not just sense. America. We know that. Realistically, the pay- people have been slaves. Most recently, obviously, Jews have right. been slaves yeah. too. I mean, sure, I'm not, but and, there, and I guess that's true. And there always was a sort of um, a, an, an argument of the lesser yeah. with, um, embedded in the idea of slavery. Like if you the, were someone's, you were Irish, someone's slave because Gauls. you are less, you know, yeah. less than essentially. Almost so every is, culture has been enslaved at some point, right? So it is, it, it, it is inherently almost, um, I guess, racist. So continue. Sure. No, yeah, I would agree. It doesn't have to be racist, though. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, I mean, okay. you know, prejudice, whatever, bias. Well, no, I mean, like, Roman slaves were everyone. It was just whoever was caught. It wasn't based on race. Well, no, no, you're right. I know, I know. More so classist, not, not... I mean, if anything. That's true. Sure. Okay. okay so we'll, uh, this Still situation. a less than. Yeah. Okay. We'll talk American Well, no, slavery. I mean, th- this is just that argument that I've been having forever that it's, uh, you know, American racism is more based on classism than it is actually racism. Okay. So. Sure. I think I don't think that's unfair. Maybe we should but talk about over? that. Yeah, that's more. Yeah, I want. I see. I like talking about the history stuff, but I'm worried that we're getting too bogged down, and then we need to talk about modern issues. Do what you gotta do. No, mm-hmm. yeah, like, talk about modern like, issues. If do you want. like the story we're going on? Do you feel like we're gonna get to somewhere? Yeah, I think you're just giving us the history of the Civil War. Yeah, that's yeah. that brings so us can. to history. That brings us to now. Yeah, so like, <laughs> it's certainly going all somewhere. I asked was how did it begin? Yeah, and you said there was a shot by. A guy. I'm just wondering where I want to go from here. Uh, because I, you know, okay. I, I, I guess I should finish the story. Why not? Let's complete the, sure. the task that we were on. Okay. So <laughs> we were seceding. And basically we were at the Battle of Bull Run. And the South wins a crazy battle that the North was supposed to win. In fact, the people of Washington, D.C. would travel down and watch the battle. And it was crazy. They, would, they were not prepared for what they were about to see. Is Washington, D.C. below the Mason-Dixon line? No. Okay. It's right above it. Okay. But we're talking right below it is Virginia. And I guess the Mason-Dixon doesn't technically extend to the ocean, so it's hard to really say. D.C. Where is right but... on the border of Maryland and Virginia, which right, is theoretically yeah. the border of the Confederacy. Right, So yeah. it's amazing that the capitals of both the Confederacy and the United States were literally, I don't know, 100 miles apart. It right, did yeah. get hit, didn't it? What do you mean? D.C.? What? Yeah, D.C. Didn't the, it was... Oh, no, I'm thinking of the Revolutionary yeah, War. Yeah, yeah, Dolly yeah, Madison. Madison and, uh, Dolly, yeah, Dolly yeah. Mads. We don't need no water. Let the motherfucker burn. Yeah, I know everything I know from snack cakes. Continue. Okay. Dolly Madison. Dolly? Portrait. Okay. Portrait of, of, of Washington. Yeah. Oh, okay. Shoes. Dolly Madison's shoes. Do you want to do any more stream of consciousness? Flowers. It's like a banana. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Washington was so close. And anyways, they had to retreat back to Washington, the Northern Army, and it was a huge defeat. And it was a big shame. And basically, this was like, holy shit, this is not the war we thought it was. This was like, kind of like the war in Iraq or many other wars where we were kind of not surprised at the defense that we were getting. Um, so it was like Apollo Creed and Rocky One? 
Sure. Yeah, it's a good app. It's a good one. <laughs> yeah. They were not, they thought they were going to run into a bunch of stupid rebels. They didn't, they weren't organized. Little did they know they had That's how a we pretty won the damn revolution. good general at their, at their side. And this wasn't even Robert E. Lee at the time. This was just a bunch of other great generals. Robert E. Lee wasn't even in charge until 1862. Which is actually interesting. Kind of know. feels like that's like every big war in history was just like people were underestimated. World and War One, absolutely. Like, yeah, sure. World War Two, absolutely. And you're right. Uh, we were just un- most people were just unprepared for the chaos that is to come. Yeah, the the format of war changes, and people are still just and stuck in the speak, old system. Let me speak for a moment about the carnage in World War in World War Two in Civil War. This is mm. maybe the worst. Warfare has ever been up until that point. And maybe- when people say that most Americans were, were killed in one battle in Gettysburg, is, is that – that's presupposing the fact that we they were, they were both Americans, right? Correct, correct. That's okay. why people would say that. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. That always annoyed me, actually. Yeah. Yeah, it's not quite fair. It's like saying, yeah, it's like stacking the deck or right, whatever. Right, exactly. Uh, 53,000. 53,000 died at Gettysburg. Okay. Uh, which was over three days, but still amazingly ins- insane casualties at the time. Why was that the turning point of the war? It was the turning point of the war because it was Lee's last strength. He was his final gathering. It was the second invasion of the North. Mm-hmm. And he threatened Philadelphia, my hometown, the sweet, sweet Philadelphia, mm-hmm. and also Washington, D.C., and maybe New York as well, which could have been an absolute insane, right, But he didn't insanity. get that hill, yo. But he didn't. He didn't get that and, hill. And that, that was the high watermark, if you will. And basically, the Southern armies never got that far north again. And they retreated. That was why the turning point. Word. Okay. Uh, that was 1863, and I guess we can kind of fast forward to that. Sure. I mean, I don't want to go too crazy into these battles because I would go crazy and, and go into detail. <laughs> of them. They're amazing. They're interesting. Uh, and it's a really cool I, I, idea behind it because obviously th- there is a morality behind it, but there's also an interesting logistical stuff behind it because there's like the first time it's really a modern war and there's all these modern institutions and modern weapons. But here's the whole thing. It's old school tactics, mm-hmm. Napoleonic war tactics of like charging a, a line with mm-hmm. multiple thousands of, lo- of lines of men with insanely powerful weapons. And by the time of the end of the war, artillery was maybe the most powerful it's ever been, obviously, but guns were repeater guns. We started to have Henry and Spencer repeater guns, which like literally, you know, you could load a magazine and shoot 10 shots. The, 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 what the, the soldiers would say is you could load up on Sunday and shoot through all days of the week. And this was revolutionary, obviously, for many reasons. They also had sharpshooters. This is the first time they actually had what's called sharpshooters from actually the general named Sharp. They called them sharps shooters. They actually had scopes on their rifles and they would shoot guys from distance. This was like the first point in history when they had rifles that were that accurate. Snipers, so. yeah, exactly. Snipers were born in that war, essentially. I mean, American Revolution. the spiral within the, uh, within the barrel itself. Rifling. The rifle, yeah. exactly. Yeah. The, the mini ball itself was, the, 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 the bullet was probably the main reason why everyone had such crazy casualties because the, the wound that would happen was immediate amputation. Right. And not only that, they did not Just have shattered the any, bone within it. It was so much more powerful than what they had before. Exactly. And the, the exit wound was insane as well. But the whole point is amputation was there. No blood transfusions. They would try them, but obviously they had no idea about blood types, so people would just die left and right. In fact, little, little did people know the biggest killer in the Civil War was not about bullets or it was anything. was medical. <laughs> Disease, absolutely. Yeah. Disease was like two-thirds of all the casualties like in the dysentery war. Dysentery was like... Sure, yeah. like maybe like 20% yeah. just dysentery, something like that. So... I guess uh, I'm still confused as to what the fight was over. Sure. And I think this is why it's really <laughs> interesting. everyone was. <laughs> because it changed. And that's the thing. And it changed gradually over time. And think about it in certain points. I would mark it as we have 1861, the beginning like we talked about, where everyone thought all states' rights, no slavery. And that was what it was being sold. Even though under the rug, it was all slavery. And then we get to 1863, 
1863 is where the tide is turning. Remember, we talk in, Battle of Gettysburg is in July the 4th, mm-hmm. 1863, Independence Day, July the 3rd, 1st, 2nd, and 3rd of July. Then, but before that, we have these crazy battles of Fredericksburg and Chancellorsville, the two biggest battles. In fact, Lee's is known as Lee's masterpiece, Chancellorsville, where the Union Army has lost maybe the worst two battles of all time. And maybe the, the Union, this is where probably... Lincoln was at his lowest. The country was at his lowest. We lost maybe 20,000 men in one day, kind of stuff like that. Everyone was so depressed. We thought the war was over. The South was going to win. And then all of a sudden, Gettysburg happens in July, and we have new, refound hope. And well, what happens is with the Emancipation Proclamation happens, and I'm sorry, I kind of reversed the order here, but Emancipation Proclamation is January 1st of 1863. But that was kind of... And I apologize for missing the order here, but that was the Lincoln's first step into changing what the war was about, I guess. And that's what history is viewing, that changing the aspect of the war and turning it into something moral. What, uh, okay. The, Slavery uh, was the morality that he was, was trying morality. to change yeah. towards. And Barbara Fields, the great historian, would, would say that it's now changed to a conversation about something higher, whereas before it was a conversation about— you know, anything normal about governments. You know, this land is mine, yours is mine, you can't invade here, this is my right, this is your right. Normal shit. Now, it's elevated to something extreme and nothing- What is the Emancipation Proclamation? The Emancipation Proclamation was an executive order passed by Lincoln that stated to, that basically slavery was no more in the slave states. Yeah. And any state that was freed by so it was an executive order. The United States Army, any land that was freed by the United States Army, was hereby free. Kind of like what was going on, honestly, when we're talking about Kansas. But a new state now, instead of having the chance to choose, is chosen for them. It's free. So he said, every state from every new state, every new state is free. But that was after the states had already seceded. So he essentially issued a proclamation about a country he no longer controlled. Well, he still controlled half. Well, he would he would argue differently. Well, no, he still he would say, all of it. He would say they're just. He would say I do control them. They are just right, they're under just, rebellion. Mm. Yeah, they're just, basically, they're just an angry little boy. I have them under my control still. They're well, still yeah, under my and, and to be fair, that's what he would say. He's still right. I mean, in the same way that King George was right by saying we were still part of England until we fucking won the war. Yeah. yeah. So no, it, the South was still part of America. Right, until they won, until until they won, won they their were independence. Never, they were never, you can't, you're not a new country just because you say you're a new fucking country. We, you can argue we, kind of yeah, way, acknowledge. We say 1776 is when we yeah, we became a new country. We didn't, That's not when we won the war. That's when we declared our independence. That's when we declared our independence, but it probably <laughs> we wouldn't. We happened to win that. If we didn't win. Yeah, if we didn't win it, that wouldn't be our independence day. Yeah. So, like I said, it's yeah. not, you know, you so can, pretty once mature, you win it, so. you can declare, yeah, I mean, you can, you can yeah. claim when you become a country whenever you want. Yeah, think about, okay, so I mean, if the South did win, what would they claim? They would probably claim Sumter. Right, exactly. Right? Was that because that was the or, first shots? I don't know, maybe not. Or, or maybe, no, wh- when was the first session? Yeah. Yeah, I guess it was that, or maybe the last secession, or whenever they ratified yeah. their constitution. I yeah, mean, exactly. they could yeah, pick. Yeah. They could pick whenever it was, but yeah. So I mean, you know, yeah, I'd probably say August. <laughs> <laughs> one more thing I want to say. It's a good uh, month for a holiday. Here's great evidence that people always give, and I think it's a really good one that people give to the evidence of slavery as a cause as of the Civil War, even though people kind of put it under the rug at first. In the Constitution, or I'm sorry, not the Constitution, in the vice president of the Confederacy, Alexander Stevens, said it better best himself. He said, this is the vice president of the Confederacy. He's a senator from Georgia at the time before he seceded. And he said, the Confederacy was founded on the great truth, the principle that the black man is unequal to the white man. This is from the mouth of the horse himself. 
This is what he says. How are you going to argue against what the vice president of the Confederacy tells you is what the foundation of this country is based upon and what this war is based upon? No one takes Biden seriously. Yeah, I mean, you know, no one. It, it's, uh, no one takes I mean, Alexander. Tim Kaine goes, believe me. Well, tell, yeah. I'll tell you what. Alexander St Stevens was not Joe Biden. He was not only the most serious, but he was sometimes more powerful than Jeff Davis. He would try to plot against Jeff Davis, and maybe was the Dick Cheney of the, the Confederacy. Uh, that's what I'm that's saying. Like, how many horrible things did Dick Cheney say that? are not necessarily applicable to the all of the United States. But the thing is, Dick Cheney wasn't the founder of a, uh, a country where he was the first vice president. This is like John right, Adams. as far as the principle themselves. Yeah. This is like John Adams saying something about the country. Well, we're going to take that pretty goddamn seriously. I suppose. Okay. I wouldn't. I, well, not, you don't, not from John Adams. You don't think John Adams has to say? I, okay. <laughs> I should certainly hope history takes Adams more seriously than Cheney. Yeah, what's he going to say? I'm not drinking any fucking Merlot. <laughs> <laughs> that was a wonderful joke. <laughs> Thank you. Wow, mm -hmm. just wanted to recognize that good joke. Okay. Uh, anyway, so Emancipation Proclamation—that's where we were. Change the state of the war, guys, to the slavery. This is what it's to now. Which state? What? For, for, but it's all the, the state new, of the union. But it's all the new states too. It's not just that because not the, the war is not just being fought in Virginia. It's fought all over the West, in California, in Montana, in Wyoming. It's all over the country. People forget that. And that it's really important that every new land that's taken by the U.S. The army, which happens to be, honestly, the biggest army in the entire world at the time, it is going to be free land. And that's a big, big difference from the entire way that this country was run oh, up so until at this that point, point. At this point, if they, if they take control of a state, that state becomes free because it's now so so okay Lincoln no more choice of, no more you get to choose free your slave if we win your state free. you're fucking free no more choice interesting that's but the thing that's weren't there changed. still slave states that were part of the union no no okay we're border states but no not really oh I thought there were slave states that had chosen to be slave but still stayed in the union so the emancipation there's, there's gray areas kind of like I said like Kansas and Nebraska those are okay. more territories but Ohio is full north right Ohio's north yeah for sure okay. Ohio Michigan Minnesota um, Kentucky was considered border state but kind of the south okay uh, Maryland was border state but mostly north uh, but again some states sent regiments like they had regiments from um, uh, Tennessee that fought in the north and they had regiments from, you know, sometimes in the North that fought in the South because there were sympathizers in both sides. So hmm. uh, so Emancipation Proclamation turned into a moral fight rather than just one of, you know, kind of a, a, a policy fight. Um, I would say it's, it gradually what – it always was this. I don't I don't buy that yeah, it just no, changed he, it. He, he sort of shed light he, on it. Yes. He, okay. he, he shed light to the greater mainstream. He made it mainstream. Why, do we, why does everybody say Lincoln was the best president? Well, for uh, it's number of reasons. Assassination is definitely a huge one, obviously. Okay. Yeah, it brings you up a lot. That brings you points. Uh, one, <laughs> I mean, but, but you got to say it was the, the circumstances were the most dire. The nation was the most fragile besides earlier on. We, I mean, people, Washington, obviously, you know, most fragile there too. But the circumstances were the most dire and he was so goddamn, he did it so eloquently and- He was a great orator. <laughs> and, and he did it in a way also, and Doris- Kearns Goodwin talks about this in her book, um, Team of Rivals. Team of Rivals. He did it in such a way that was so unique among American history and that he would make his rivals love him. And uh, this was unheard of. And he would use them to his advantage. He's and a nerd. A true politician uh, we, we haven't seen since, honestly. Okay. So, so okay. So he's good. Um, <laughs> he's not just good. He's uh, the greatest. Okay. Um, how, how did we win the war? Uh, logistically, uh, a war of attrition. Uh, enter Ulysses S. Grant. 
1864. Uh, all of the Union generals suck. So th- wait, I'm sorry. This, was the Civil War st- the Civil War was still going on while Lincoln was assassinated? Yes. No. Wait. Yeah. Oh uh, shit. No. He what got, year was assassinated? I thought, I thought they he had was assassinated. Won the war. He was assassinated like two weeks after. Kind of. Yeah, I thought so. Oh really? Yeah. I but it's, but it's also kind of when did your state decide to kind of put their weapons down? It, that, it, no, it's they like were still fighting slow, going on. Slow, slow ramp down. I mean, it takes a while for the, everyone the to find out. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah that's Ab- what I'm saying. Think, Robert yeah. E. Lee's Army of Northern Virginia, yes, surrendered before Lee was murdered. I mean, right. Lee was killed. Lincoln. Sorry, Lincoln was assassinated. I apologize. But there was still some fighting going on until yes. Okay, but you get the idea. Yes, the yeah, idea yeah, is yes. But, but I mean, he from, got to see the, yeah, the, the, the real the, the country. The country was sort of whole again, and there was, he some, was there was some little. He was you know, going to a play. I mean, in, yeah. I think the idea of going to a play for him was bonkers. Think about the the idea mm. of celebrating anything was bonkers. Mm-hmm. This was going to a play in the middle of a civil war for him. God was, damn it! I can't remember the name of the fucking play. Our American. Our American God damn it! Okay, sorry. Ford's Theater. What is it? Uh, you suck, April Jolid. Sectologizing men. Oh, God. Well, you asked me Six how. Six No, that's the other. Yeah. Anyways, uh, <laughs> sectologizing man trap. That's the na- the uh, the line that was being said in the play when he got shot. Oh wow! What was it again? Uh, you sectologizing man trap, I believe. Oh, interesting. Okay. Good little tidbit for your yeah. Jeopardy fans out there. Sorry. Anyways. Um, you asked me how the war was won. It was a laugh line. The war was won before the war was started. And that's because of industry and population. Okay. The North had approximately, let's say, I'm going to ballpark this, around 29 million people. And yeah, we got to got to move this along a little bit. 29 million people. The South had about 9 million people and about 4 million of them were slaves. 5 million white people, 4 million black people in a population against about 30 million, much more advanced and technological with much more infrastructure bigger army, never really was going to be a fight. The question was- Is it five million freed and four million slaves in the South? Correct. Hmm. Just, well, yeah. It just seems like that would have- Insane to me, right? Well, yeah. I mean, it it just seems like it had to have taken care of itself at some point. Yeah, you're right. And in fact, many people think that the Confederacy would have had to outlaw slavery after the first couple of years if they really were a country. Yeah, just, I, just because that they had to logistically. Yeah, I don't think like you know once the rebellion started and you know. And interestingly uh, enough, they got a lot of uh, black people to uh, fight for them, slave mm, former slaves to fight for really? them, and they guaranteed their freedom. Oh. If they fought for them at the end, because they needed. In fact, Lee wanted wanted black soldiers much earlier, and Jefferson Davis wouldn't allow it until about 1865, hmm. when the war was about to be lost, and they were like, "We'll do anything now." He wanted to use slaves as soldiers. Lee wanted to use slaves. They were always using slaves as workers. Yeah, yeah. But Lee wanted to put them on the lines. So, oh, gotcha. Yeah. Is like Operation Human that, Shield, but yeah, I mean that's with basically. Honestly, right? What's sad is that the U.S. did that too, somewhat. Yeah, that's true. The the North, you mean? Yeah, uh, U.S. Army, especially oh, the Battle of Petersburg. Oh, you like our our uh, our black troops? Oh were yeah, sent Glo- in Glory. Yeah, yeah, watch exactly. all yeah. watch Glory. Different, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Go watch Glory. Seriously, amazing movie, by the way. Oh, totally. Oh, one of the best Civil War movies there is. Single tier, better than the Ken Burns. I mean, I'm mean, not putting in the same category. So, oh, well. one's fiction and. No, actually, no, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> Kinda. It's. Well, Continue. I mean, Ken Burns is a noted liar. Well, I, I don't understand how. So, do you want to question? Know, even, yeah, go ahead. Do you want to know physically how we were, like the, the logistically the battle? Well, the question is: Is the Civil War over? Right. Right. 
So in, problem, in, in our colloquial sense, yeah. historically let speaking, me, how did it end? Let me get to the problem, I guess. And that's really reconstruction. Okay. And then that leads into us, into Jim Crow. And then obviously that leads us into everything else we can talk about. Um, reconstruction was the biggest disaster ever. I mean, it fucked, it's still fucking us over. Okay. It's still, it's still fucking us over. The idea- because what, what, the do we South mean, what do you mean by still, Reconstruction, first off? Reconstruction is the time period after the Civil War. It was designed to bring the South back into the Union peacefully and up to date, like meaning like industrially, economically, logistically, like rebuild their culturally, infrastructure and shit. rebuild their infrastructure, right. Kind of like the Marshall Plan, if you will, for the for after World War II kind of mm-hmm. thing. Dude. Except Reconstruction was not done. There was two schools of thought. There were these conservatives who wanted to say, fuck the South. Let's punish them. Let's keep them down under our boot heels, screw them. Let's never make them, let's never allow to leave them. Like people don't, well, I said, they don't even allow them to hold office anymore, kind of stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then there was the opposite saying, we need to welcome them in as brothers. Lincoln, which one do you think Lincoln was actually? Let me ask you. He, what school was he in? I assume a welcomer. What do you think? I, I mean, I, that's what I assumed, but it seems opposite. It's pro- probably like counterintuitive. Yeah, based so on the phrasing of your like, question. <laughs> yeah, I guess I was trying to be too uh, coy there. Uh, he is more of a welcomer. And I guess what I was getting at is oh, his, so okay. his death was a big deal because Andrew Johnson, his vice president who took over, known as maybe one of the worst presidents of all time, was weak. And he allowed a lot of conservative, harsh reconstruction to happen and a lot of loose laissez-faire reconstruction Arguably to happen. Arguably our most racist president. Yeah, maybe. And uh, and basically, if, you know, the Besides argument- Besides one of the ones that actually owned that, slaves back in the day. But. <laughs> the, biggest deal, the, the biggest deal about Lincoln's assassination was was what would have happened to come. We needed Lincoln not only for the Civil War, because he was he was okay as a great wartime president. Actually, he was okay. He wasn't that great. I mean, he, wasn't, he didn't know much about the war. He won our war, but that was after a few times of having horrible generals and horrible strategy. Well, so Reconstruction. Anyways, my point is that <laughs> the greatest thing we needed him for was reconstruction. Okay. And that we we basically fucked over the South and we ba- we let them kind of run their own shit and run it into the ground and have racist Jim Crow policies put in place. Um, and it, it's still in place up until- And you that's know, all Jackson's fault? No, not Johnson. Johnson. Uh, Johnson. No, of course not. But it's it's him being really weak and not being in control of his party. And the Senate and the Congress kind of taking control and him not doing anything about it. And it's also, again, the the, the, the entire layer of presidents. And when Congress it was the Senate and Congress again, that's the, the South is in that are, is in those conversations as well. Right. They, they still have representation at that point. Yes, exactly. In okay. fact, when they come back in there, here comes all the, the fuck je- were those conversations like <laughs> yeah, it's, it's crazy. Right. Well, so during com- Reconstruction, we had basically bills and Congress and Senate's essentially but you know, uh, uh, being being diplomatically spoken about by two warring factions who had just you know months earlier been at war. Exactly. Think about like wow. how do we make a bill to give money to South Carolina to rebuild the railroads that Tecumseh Sherman just burned two right. weeks ago? And both and both sides are damn. Yeah. And cool. obviously both sides won. And then some sides like, uh, fuck you, we're not rebuilding the railroads that you don't deserve because, you know, we just burn them because you deserve, you know, kind of shit. Right. So there's all that whole argument. Um, and then there's the whole argument that that led to Jim Crow. And, and what is Jim Crow in reference to? What is the name, first off? That's actually interesting. I don't know quite the etymology of it. Do okay. you guys know? No, that's why I asked. I, assume, I thought it was a dude. I assume it's like Crow is black, that's all. And it's like Jim Crow is, you know, it's like, 
average Joe. Oh, just, I see. Just your average black man. Yeah. And then I the guess. laws that sort of. Oh, it's interesting. oh really? Yeah. I thought it was like I thought it was a politician named Jim Crow. That's what I thought. I thought too, it was but... a guy that was like a proponent of those laws. Well, but but explain. Hey, do you want me to tell you? Like, sure. Yeah. yeah. If you got sure. it. Sure. Okay. The phrase "Jim Crow law" can be found as early as 1892 in the title of a New York Times article about voting laws in the South. The origin of the phrase "Jim Crow" has often been attributed to "Jump Jim Crow," a song and dance caricature of blacks performed by white actor Thomas D. Rice in blackface. Ah, minstrel shows. Mm. Which first services in 1832 was used to satirize Andrew Jackson's populist policies. Interesting. As a result of Rice's fame, Jim Crow by 1830 had become a pejorative expression meaning Negro. Hmm. When Southern legislators passed laws of racial segregation directed against blacks at the end of the 19th century, those became known as Jim Crow laws. Interesting. Crazy. Okay. There you go. Cool. Um, so, minstrel shows. <laughs> uh, I think we're still in the reconstruction, right? I mean, mm -hmm. the point is it didn't do its job. It fucked over all of the rights that the black people should have gotten and the, and the former slaves should have gotten. And, um, and 40 acres and a mule. And it's, it's sad is because it was a great opportunity. It was like, it was a squandered opportunity where we could have been like a hundred years ahead of time. You know mm -hmm. I mean? The fact that we had, it took us till 1860s, 1960s to pass civil war, so, geez, civil, civil rights. rights laws could have been passed in 1868, could have passed in 1867 if Lincoln was around or someone intelligent was running the place. Unfortunately, we were a hundred years behind. And I think that's really what led a lot of this fester, I think, is a lot of the issues. A lot it led a lot of the racist stuff fester. I mean, for I think, 100 years. For 100 years. And we're still seeing the ripples of it. I don't want to get too liberally here, but obviously the <laughs> Trump campaign, many of these other campaigns have kind of let some of this stuff resurface. And you're seeing some of these arguments. You saw it earlier when it came to the Confederate flag argument, right? The modern people who are saying the South will rise again, that kind of stuff like that. You're infringing on our way of life. How many people do you guys know who believe black people are not as smart as white people? Do you know anybody like that, or have you ever met anyone? Yeah, like that's that? the thing. I don't know that. I I don't know anyone that openly purports that notion. Mm -hmm. But whether or not people I know believe it, I couldn't say. Why do you ask it's, that? I'm just curious. Why I you? have. I've met people like that. What's this going on in Ohio? So I've met people who, who. But you you have conversations like that. I have had. Yeah. Sure. And they were, really? Yeah, yeah. Wow. They, they just honestly believe that black people aren't as smart. That's why black people aren't mm -hmm. quarterbacks. That's why black people aren't I mean, right, ex. That's right, why right. black, you know what I mean? Just right, these, right. these little kind of things where yeah. it's not, and you don't even, um, most of the conversations, they, they never actually saw it as being racist in a sense. It's just sure. sort of like, oh, that's, you know, it's it's demonstrably true, right? Black people aren't smart because black people, there aren't that many black CEOs out there. There aren't many, yeah. there aren't many African-American, you know, well, people people of the, the world, so to speak. So yeah, I, I think it that, was a, it was a notion, essentially. Yeah, the that, specific idea of smart, though, I think does kind of taint that idea um i think inferiority is a little bit uh broader notion um but you know it just kind of reminded me that is something i haven't thought about in a long time but when i was a little kid i uh i lived with my grandparents and when i was in first grade uh one of the the first friend or i guess it would have been kindergarten either way one of the first friends i met was black and i never really understood why he wasn't allowed to come over and that was just a rule apparently my grandfather had made. My mother never really explained to me, but, you know, anytime I asked to play with my friend Emmanuel, there it you just was— just don't mix? It, well, no, it wasn't even that. It's just, you know, there, there was just an excuse. There was just, you know, it was brushed aside, but it was kind of like later that I realized it was my grandfather just didn't want to associate with black people, I guess. 
Yeah, so, I mean, I mean it, you know, the, that stuff does, you know, generally, generationally still sure. linger. You and know? I do for, think we forget how, how, how soon it was, how, you know, how recent it was, if you will. Yeah. You know, it, it's not that it's our 1960s. Gra- yeah. I mean, not just that. I mean, the Civil War really wasn't even that. Really even, long yeah, exactly. It, we're talking Slavery about our itself. grandparents, <laughs> grandparents, you know what I mean? Yeah, so someone's it does grandmother's have an grandmother effect. was a slave. Correct. I so, mean, or even, consider that. Even less. It could be grandmom's mom or something like, you know. In some cases, sure. Yeah, if they're really, you know, old or something. But I just, we have to kind of keep this thought in mind. Um, I don't know. I thought this was really nice. I was, because I was listening to the opening of the African-American Music History Museum in, in, in Washington, D.C. Have you guys heard about this one? No. It's just open uh, next to the Washington Monument. It's actually kind of beautiful. It's really amazing, mm. too. I love, I love the way museums are uh, created, mm-hmm. just kind of like the architecture behind them. This one kind of starts at the bottom. It's interesting. It's got a and huge, huge basement, and you start, and it forces you to start at the bottom and work your way to the top, uh, and it kind of forces you to deal with these the evils of the basement. You know, America's mm-hmm. sins and these these horrible things that have happened to African Americans, and I, I and I think feels like an oh, IKEA made a <laughs> fucking museum. <laughs> You're right, I think. but I mean, all museums force you to walk a certain way, really. You know what I mean? Not, no? Mm-hmm. Some do. Some Many do. do. Not all do. Oh, sure. They but, generally have yeah. a, uh, an organization. I mean, there is an entrance and there's a back, so there's there's a layout to it well, that just kind they of will is have physically some sort made, of based. But I certainly don't spend a lot of time at museums, no. but yeah. It depends, it depends on the museum. Like the Holocaust Museum has a very specific yes. kind of like structure right. to it. You know his, what I mean? I'm and, thinking and more this, historical, I guess. Oh, yeah. Historical museums are chronological timelines, 100%. Yeah, but but like art museums aren't always obviously broken well, up that way. Even like the Natural History Museum in Chicago was, you know, there were certain, you know, rooms, but it's not like you would go through a path. Actually, you will, yeah, you don't have to choose a path. However, come to think of it, it is, it, uh, most most museums are kind of set up um, with a path in mind because of the way people walk through it. You know what I mean? You can't oh, go the oh, opposite way. But I could go with so far deep. Yes. I took yeah, a whole sure. class in college about the- <laughs> I certainly hope I think someone's I, thinking about it. It sounds very douchey. I took a class in college. But I took a class about in college- About all, how, how museum, museum curation, Not just museums. It was, it was a, yeah, but exactly like, but it was, um, it was, it's a yes and situation. <laughs> it was a modernist and a, um, shit, a, not a Leninist or a, a Marxist- deconstruction of how we view history and how we have it exhibited in our history. So you have to write a thesis on specifically a place and time or an exhibit and how it how we interact with how we walk through it, how right. that interacts with us. So for instance, you could do Colonial Williamsburg and how you walk through Colonial Williamsburg and how the people interact with you and all these little things that you interact with. I actually did uh, a ride in the, in in Jerusalem next to the, the, the Western Wall where you go in. It's like a Back to the Future ride, and it's like Bible Land, mm-hmm. and it's like 3D, and you go through like Bible Land when, when it's like mm. like type Temple times. I thought it was really interesting because it's like right next to the oldest thing in Jerusalem. It's like the newest. Mm. Anyway, I was home my whole little twenty page paper. I can talk <laughs> I'm about just that later. thinking of like one of those uh, Christian places in the south where they like. Yeah. You know, tell you that dinosaurs that and man off. existed together. I mean, the Creation it's Museum. Not, it's yeah, not necessarily against any of. science or anything like that. It's no, just no. you walking. From Kentucky, I it's think. It's almost right? like, yeah. it, imagine like Monty Python's Life of Brian, but you get to have a 3D Back to the Future ride through <laughs> it kind of thing. <laughs> All right, so reconstruction. Minus the great comedy. Uh, where so are we the, at? The reason that some of the things are festering continually and, and, yeah, and how some of this has been able to resurface essentially is this latent racism that kind of persists and and these these demons that we've never been able to unearth out of the basement yeah we've never actually confronted and we sort of have allowed to linger um is so i mean is this our I, final reckoning with with this current i, I mean i'll put it this way right well, so if final, we're talking about when, our, when this is my thing i guess yeah fi- sure final reckoning means that we have solved 
the problem. We have solved this issue of race. Everyone is happy, right? That well, the- yeah, no. I think so he's saying, are I- we on the precipice of things exploding into a a a solution? Yeah, Dare so final, final reckoning. Uh, maybe I used the wrong word. Re- reckoning. I, I I didn't mean as a solution. I meant as far as the confrontation, the final confrontation of it. Um, the you know the the battle royale, as it were. Of, I mean, like a race war. Are, not a war, but I mean, it, but do you mean like Charles Manson so, style. Are we coming no, to the point where we not. have it's, to look ourselves in the mirror and actually right, fucking yeah. do something? Well, fuck. I mean, honestly, that should have been done. Like I said, a hundred years right, ago. But are right, we there my yet? point is right so, now. <laughs> with the, yes, the answer is yes. We're overdue, and I think well, now might be not, the the right time. Um, not okay. not that there isn't a wrong. Every time should be the right time. We should have. But the whole. Sooner the better, obviously, I guess, but is it inevitable? Let's take a look at the current state of the world. Does it appear to be that we are, we are on, this the, on the precipice right, of, of confronting this finally in the light as far as what is happening? And, and you know, Trump, Trump in the strangest way in this, you know, modern era, quote unquote, is, is bringing to light the realities of the stuff that we haven't actually confronted. And, yeah. And he is— um, Fester is a great word yeah. um, because he may end up being a great thing as in he is the catalyst for change. Right. You can't pop a pimple until it's uh, fully formed. Exactly. So, you know, it may be Trump is the, uh, the piece Gooey of white dirt. Puss. Yeah. That, that's bringing this to light. Yeah. And so suddenly everybody kind of all, you know, all, you know, everybody's like, oh, Trump and all the supporters, it's all terrifying. And try, but then at, at the same way, once, once this dust clears, no matter what the situation is, we'll look around and all the racists are going to be standing out there like cockroaches being like, well, what, 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 I'm sorry. Wait, what maybe happened? the, uh, maybe the history, this is going to be too simplistic and, and horrible, but I apologize for that. But maybe this history will be written as a history between Obama and Trump. Um, meaning that we have this pimple, <laughs> just Trump pimple, and this uh, amazingly this intelligent, of- <laughs> and yeah, this uh, Barack Obama, this skinny uh, 40-year-old dude, actually he's like 50, whatever, uh, to pop the pimple. And in wait, the- wait, Obama popped the pimple? Yeah, or has popped the pimple. I, I'm not sure your analogies are working. Wait, yeah, your timeline's like, off. Well, yeah. he's still around, Obama. I understand, but what, what what I'm saying is that, like, so underneath saying, Obama, I'm right? Just saying race the two combined have... moments, the two combined men in history, right. and all the ideas that they symbolize are combined now and creating maybe this precipice that you speak of. Well, that's all. That, yeah, okay, that's so true so through the lens of history. That will through all the lens be of history. That's all I'm so saying. If I can, if I can, if I through can, the lens of a long lens of history. If I can create this analogy, if we can. So once once Obama kind of <laughs> took please, office please. in a way, this is why I need you. at the very least was 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 elected, right? Um, all, all those kind of latent, latent, you know, racist feelings, et cetera, all the, the race relations to in the general surface. were all forced to bubble to the surface in a weird way, right? And then we we had ironically kind of the blackhead that that continued to to build up and 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 then finally we had the Trump, the whitehead, the the pimple. He's more of a boil that just won't go on his own. That, that, that finally rose to the surface at the very top, and that's kind of where we are right now. Um uh, that might be a better analogy as far as the state of our country. And so the country is the pimple. We're itself. not quite popped yet, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah it's, but we yeah, are, it, but are we it, at the moment? Is of, that of, bubble big enough to pop yet? Right. And, and, and I mean, when, when, if, if Trump wins, does that mean that the, the, the pimple is popped or well, if Trump loses, does that mean that the, that all the, all the pus kind of recedes or what happens? No, I don't think it goes away either way. The, the pus is there. Is Hillary just it, a cold compress? 
the, yeah, the question is how do we how do we do we pop our pimple all at once? Do we use a cold compress and we let it the swelling go down gradually? Or is Trump president and then we let it get bigger and bigger and bigger until it we, explodes until it takes over our body and we become just one giant white? Well, that's the thing. I don't think it would go that way. I think it'd be it, it would it would eventually pop on its own, but that's where we it get totally that. Would. That's the race war. That's everything crumbling. Yeah, that's not going to happen though. Yeah, luckily. But you're right. That's a but I, I uh, that, is, before, that is the yeah. Before possi- we become a completely racist nation, I think we go to race war. Like, well, we're apartheid state or whatever. Yeah, yeah, happen. whatever it is. I'm Same confused difference. by that. What would that be? Apartheid state? Yeah. Why would Trump's, we suddenly... Trump's people? controlling all oh the, you're you're presupposing trump wins you mean in this in this, in this yeah. not in this, presupposing but i know you're you're in this you're horrible in this hypothetical in this, counterfactual yeah. in this uh, back okay, to the future I, two I scenario see. got it got it yeah no <laughs> the, that, i can is yeah. trump uh, and then, yeah. then i mean they're i mean fuck that there might be a race war at that point yeah it's not that crazy to think about if he is okay it's a little crazy but still it's pretty crazy yeah i mean i think that it's i fun. i don't think that there's enough it's it'd be I don't, I'm not sure we could phrase it as a race war. You know what I mean? I mean, well, I think there'd, be, when, there, there'd when, be enough liberals on the side. When of, he's increasing stop and frisk, when he's, you know, on the wrong side of the blue lines matter, you know, that's something that can keep boiling up. And Yeah, maybe. I guess that's true. I mean, I, I guess in a I mean, I would way. protest, so that's one more person there. I mean, and that's me, pretty lazy man right there. I would be super fucking pissed off. For sure. But it's interesting to—I to, I, I don't know how— African American, un African American in general would 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 take to your protest. I mean, I I, I don't think that there's do one answer to it. Well, the question is, how does the race war begin, right? If there is an actual well, fucking race war about it, war is definitely you know subjective. I, I think he's just saying there would be unrest uh, yeah. at first. And oh well, would, no and, question. Well, it grows. So then there won't and, be un, a race unrest war. Unrest grows and grows. I mean, we're talking. Is there? Are, are we talking about people just taking over the U.S. government? But the the military is way too strong for that. So yeah. That's not going to happen. A, a police state is much more yeah, likely. That's the what idea that uh, right. Uh, you know, we, I mean, there is this sort of, um, if you will allow me to di- uh, divert into conspiracy for a minute. Um, there right, is, clock's ticking. <laughs> <laughs> there, there is this concept floated that there, there's an idea that we are trying, or there are certain forces that are trying for a nationalized police force. So part of the reason that they may be uh, touting these conflicts in the media is to uh, put up, put forth the ineptness of local law enforcement and a way to have a nationalized police force. So if there is a nationalized police force created and Donald Trump becomes president and has control of that nationalized police force, then certainly those those tensions could grow even further and bubble over. Well condensed. That, well okay. condensed into about fifty I seconds. Tried, that I was tried. nice. Well done. Um, I, I would ask who they is and how they would make this happen. As a they talk point. a lot, don't they? <laughs> yes, they do. Um, yes, they do. So okay, so the race war is unlikely, um, but certain. Will there be a star, a staggering amount of civil unrest in our country? No matter. Will who there be wins, another civil war? Who wins? I guess what I'm saying. I, I mean, will will it? Does it? Will there be unrest no matter what? Whether Hillary wins or Trump wins. Simply because you know, we're, we're going to be forced to confront this. There's always some unrest, yeah, but there's no, I don't it, think— It really has less to do with the president than it does economy. The state of the country. Yeah. Okay, the economy, that's true, too. So, I mean, you know, if we get another— Well, it, I mean, Trump winning w- would, would, 
<laughs> very likely, you know, fucking cause a ridiculous amount of unsettled, you know, oh, uh, uncertainty in the market. I yeah, yeah. About it, already, it certainly couldn't help. But uh, I, I do think that it is possible that another bubble could burst, like the housing bubble that we had in 2008. And, you know, that could cause more things to go wrong. The worse the economy gets, the more unrest there's going to be. When people are working and being fed, they are complacent. When people are out of work and enough people are going hungry, it's much, much easier to convince them to stand up for things. Mm -hmm. hmm. Okay. Um, I don't know how to quite get this, but I, I, wanted, <laughs> I wanted to go back to the Civil War quickly, just trying to talk about our country, and then I'll see what you guys think about this. Um, before the Civil War, we were definitely a different country. Uh, we thought of ourselves more as different states, I think. Um, and now we're definitely... We think of the United States as an one nation under God. Yeah, it used to be United States indivisible. Are now with and after the United and after justice. the Civil War, Arr. it's the United States is. Yeah, and I think after point. the Civil War, it, it it made us into one larger community, and and it and it forced us by horrible crucible into talking about something that's much more important: human rights and civil rights and our own natural rights, and and that all really men are created equal. But it took us about a hundred or so years to really get there. <laughs> to and read we're still, what we wrote. And we're still not quite there, honestly. And I think that's my point: is that I'm not quite sure the Civil War is completely over, and the job of Lincoln and all those guys that died on those battlefields is still up in the air. And it's up to us to kind of make sure that that wasn't all fought in vain. I mean, is the I know that was a nice place to end. No, up. I want to hear you. Is the prison the new plantation? Yes, but is uh, wage slavery the new slavery? All of these are really great ideas. <laughs> I agree, yes. The answer is yes to all of them, but I would love to talk about each of those in individual podcasts. Okay. But is the Civil War over, guys? I don't know, man. <laughs> the fuck do I know, man? I don't know either. The politicians keep politicking Before you turn to excessive drinking Spend some time collectively Politinkering with the show Where I don't know, man Cause the truth is I don't know, man I just I don't know, man I don't The South will rise again. History hides the lies of our civil wars. History has its eyes on you. The fuck? <laughs>